Welcome to the Maximus Podcast with your hosts, Joe Sabula and Bobby Maximus. And we're finally at the podcast topic that's going to paint me as an insensitive jerk, Joe. I'm pretty sure of this. I tried to keep that <laughs> from the world for a while, but I'm, I'm fired up. You're you're a little more sensitive than me and Karen, so we'll see how you're portrayed. But yeah. uh, I might try to lure you down my path. This is it, guys. This is the beginning of the end of the Maximus Podcast. <laughs> um but we got to pay the bills, so I'd like to thank our sponsors, 10,000. First of all, uh, the website is 10,000.cc. Use the code MAXIMUS15 for a discount. Uh, amazing training stuff. Uh, I'm, in, I'm in a good relationship with them now. Um, yeah, they, and- they, they just sent me a bunch of stuff. It's incredible, so thank you very much, 10,000. I appreciate it. It's super high-quality stuff. I really can't say enough good about it. I'll be wearing it Love all the time. Them. Love their branding. I'm proud of it. Uh, proud to wear it. And, and it's the best training stuff I've ever had, for sure. And then there's, of course, Lalo Tactical, uh, L-A-L-O dot com. Very similar things to say about that company. Uh, love their shoes. I love their boots. Uh, love the way they treat members of our military, their company mission. I mean, the whole thing from top to bottom. And use the code Maximus20 to get yourself a discount. And don't just buy any shoe by the Maximus. That's the one you want. Uh, be like Bobby. Be like Joe. Joe, where's the Maximus? Um, I was nobody before I started wearing the Maximus, just so y'all know. You changed. I remember when I found you and you were 427 pounds and you were working uh, in the back room at Target. Yeah, it was bad. It was a bad scene. It was a rough day. (laughs) Passed out in the (laughs) 7-Eleven ice cream all over your mouth. You know, and I I lured you to the gym. Yeah, there's only one thing that'll save this poor soul's life. And he strapped a pair of shoes on my feet and boom, like that. It was like a flash of light. Shazam, you woke, here I am. You woke up handsome, ripped. <laughs> it was like quite the transformation, right? So here we are in the middle of the coronavirus. And uh, Joe, I don't even, I, I want you to start because I don't have the words for what's going on right now. <laughs> it's bedlam. It's madness. It's insanity. Uh, like, okay, so this this virus is going around and uh, um it's spreading uh, as viruses do. It's turned into a global pandemic, and people are losing their fucking shit over it, like yep. absolutely going bonkers. And and I'm in the back of my mind. I'm 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 trying to digest all the information that's coming in, and I'm like, well, isn't it kind of like a mild flu? Like, haven't more people died of the actual flu than have died of this this new, more novel virus? Um, how is this different from SARS? How is this different from like swine flu or bird flu or any of these other you know pandemic type things that we've had? Uh, but the more I've looked into this, the more I've been reading about it. Actually, the more excited I am that this is going on right now. And I don't mean this like as as a negative thing. I don't want anybody to get sick. I don't want anybody to die. Um, but there's a lot of depth to this whole thing and this whole phenomenon and, and kind of how we got to the point that we're at right now. And I'm, I'm sitting here on, on what does this day? Is Friday the 13th? Did you realize that? I didn't even realize it was the 13th. Uh, yeah, as we're recording the 13th, this. a full moon. The coronavirus is in full effect and we're going to be under a state of emergency. Yeah, all the planets and, have aligned, you know, and there's going to be a, a total eclipse of the sun here in just a little bit. And this is the end. This is three, three of the nine horcruxes have been destroyed. <laughs> I'm hearing loud, loud trumpet blasts from the east. Angels are descending with horses that look like death and famine. We've got pestilence among us. Um, <laughs> so my my question to you, Bobby, and I think this is how we're going to start this thing off. Are we overreacting to this? There's two sides to that, yes and no. One, if you're a healthy person, 
and you've maintained your health over the past few years, there is very, very, very little chance that this will affect you in a negative way from a health perspective. The other side is if you're over 65 and have a bunch of health problems, I'd be concerned. If you treated your body like an amusement park for the past five years and you're 100 pounds overweight, I'd be very concerned. Mm -hmm. So I think it depends on like what size of the, you know, what, what side of the fence that you, you fall on. And this is one of the reasons, Joe, that we harp on people to get fit. Listen, if you're a hundred pounds overweight, I don't give a shit what you look like. I'm not judging you based on your appearance. I'm not putting you down, but I'm worried about your health. And this is like one of the reasons why you should be healthy. So if you get this shit, you can fight it off. You know, I, I like the way that you phrase that because it actually reminded me of something that my, my very good friend Ethan, our mutual friend, had said to me years ago. I think we were still in college uh, and we were talking about yeah the difference between fitness and, and not being fit. And he said, it's so interesting because inside your body, there's like weather, just like there is outside your body. You've got all these different factors, your hormonal balance, like how much muscle mass you have, yada, yada, yada. And so when the weather inside your body is, is off, like everything that happens outside your body affects it. But like if you've got a good balanced energy system on the inside, it's much more resilient to what's happening on the outside. And I always thought that was a pretty brilliant way to look at it. And I think that hits at what you're talking about. Like if you're taking care of yourself, if your body is strong, resilient, you know, you've done the work to, 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 to make your body something that can change, right? That it can adapt to outside change. You're going to be way, way better off no matter what is on the horizon, no matter what is happening in the outside world. Perfect example, Joe. I got a disease, was that a year and a half ago? Yeah, it was, geez. It's like forever, as a lifetime ago. And I had antibiotic resistant C. diff. 200,000 people a year get it, 40,000 die. Yeah. That sounds pretty fucking scary. Mm-hmm. When you consider that the 40,000 and die, that or the 40,000 that die, are the elderly or have severe health problems, I'm feeling pretty good at my chances of beating this thing. And so when I got that, I never really felt like I was in trouble because I was fit and had a belief that my body could fight off anything. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I lost 47 pounds in 30 days. And yeah, like they were talking about taking my intestines out. But any surgery that you're going to get or any health problem, any doctor will tell you, you are in a better position to fight it or more equipped to fight it when you're healthy and good. Yeah, I think that's true about literally anything. I mean, I I think back to a a gal that used to coach for me, Heidi. I mean, this this girl was was a machine. She had a, I I believe it was a degenerative uh, disc disorder in her back, but she was working out. She was doing everything she could, and she ended up having to have like more of her spine fused. It was already mostly fused, Uh, and the doctors were impressed at how quickly and how effectively she was able to bounce back versus people who are just like, well, I've got this disease. I'm just going to kind of phone it in from here on out. And the, the typical process of how that recovers. And I can't even tell you now with my new job, I, I work with a lot of people who've had knee and hip replacements. You know, a lot of, uh, of older folks, uh, people who are ex-athletes, is, it's really prevalent. You know, somebody who was a, a former footballer around here, it's, you know, hockey players uh, that end up having a knee replaced, a hip replaced. And the ones that have stayed active, the ones that have had gym memberships, have taken care of themselves, who didn't just play a sport and then, you know, pretend they're an athlete the rest of their life. 
You know, it's not just like, oh, I played football in college, so I'm an athlete. It's like, no, they actually stayed active. They're able to bounce back, and they're able to, to you know, uh, get back into the gym and get back into training and move and live and have way fewer complications than the people who, like I said, oh, no, i got to have my hip replaced, my life is over. And now they're in a completely broken state, and you're trying to bring them back from, like, the brink of the nursing home. Well, you know, Joe, that brings me to another point. Because you talk about people at nursing homes and people that haven't haven't taken care of themselves. One of the reasons that I think we should be worried about this, though, is because we have an obligation to look after the weak. Yes, absolutely. And not and not weak in terms of a negative, like you're weak sauce or not like that. It's just if someone's sick, if someone's broken down, if someone's obese, I can't because I'm not worried about this thing hurting me. Walk around like a jackass infecting everybody and yeah. put weaker people at risk. So yeah, it should be a big deal. The other thing is, listen, I believe this. uh, I don't know how scientific it is, but I think there's a balance in the world. I think there's an energy force that knows what's good for the world and what's not good for the world. And there are too many fucking people on this planet right now. (laughs) I'll tell you that right now. And mother nature is going to balance us out. So, I, don't so I, I forget who the comedian was. This is ages ago. I saw this stand-up routine, but his whole bit was that uh, whatever the earth needs, it brings forth, and then it goes back to where it wants to be. So realistically, the reason human beings exist is because for whatever reason, nature needed plastic. And now that it's got plastic, the process has begun of slowly getting rid of the toxic humanity. <laughs> well, he's not wrong. Like, here's the deal. Worse and worse stuff is coming. So what concerns me is I think from my limited scope, the reaction to this has been a shit show. And I think we're seeing how unprepared we are from an so infrastructure that, standpoint. That, that leads me that that leads right into to kind of my take on this whole thing. So I'm just I'm, I'm going to like I'm going to take that ball. I'm going to run with it. How's that for a handoff? Uh, I, I I was thinking to myself, like, you know, am I just being. Am I being, uh, uh, I don't know, surly? Am I being just a, a naysayer if I felt like we were overreacting to this? So I, I started doing some some research, reading some different articles on it. And there was an article in Time Magazine uh, that I think really kind of hit the nail on the head. And, and there were basically three points that I've been, uh, I guess, inspired with from that article. The first one is, uh, it's what you said earlier. Like we do, you know, even those of us who aren't really at risk should be taking steps like this to try to avoid spreading this to the people who are at risk. You know, if I can prevent one person from getting this disease by washing my hands, by staying home from work or whatever these, these, you know, whatever's being asked of me, it's probably worth it. It's probably worth the discomfort of a couple of weeks or a month or until we can get this thing under control. The second thing is it has been a shit show, the, the whole response to this. But we're very, very fortunate because it's not a more dangerous disease. It's not like this was the freaking Z virus coming out of Raccoon City. You know what I mean? This is like a mild flu. Most people. Hey, I need get you. It, I need you to know. stop. Our friendship just took a hit. <laughs> the, the Z virus, or the Z virus, as we say in Canada, is from World War Z. The raccoon <laughs> oh, virus God. is from Resident Evil, and it's the T virus. T is in Tango, and it creates an army of mutated zombies that was propagated by the Umbrella Corporation. I need you <laughs> to get your nerd facts straight. I was. I was combining. Both of those into one reference. Just so, just so. so, so in any case, if this was the T virus 
or Thank the Z virus, depending on which you know which world you want to live in. Uh, we we would we've screwed up. It's too late. And now, at least luckily, this isn't that bad that we've had a chance to kind of learn and see. And so, if something worse comes down the line, hopefully, we'll have better systems in place. Well, this is almost like a run through for something more terrible to come, and maybe our reaction to this is going to allow us to prevent things that we'll probably never even know were a threat because we were proactive about it. And then lastly, and this was a point my my wife made the other day. So she works at a public library and they've got um, like a a kid's area with lots of toys and stuff. And they took a bunch of the toys away and sent them off to someplace to get like disinfected. And one of the the parents was like, oh, what happened to those toys that you used to have over there? And somebody said, ah, they've been shipped out to be disinfected. And one of the other workers at the library said, you know, should, shouldn't we just be doing that regularly anyway? And that yep. brings up the point of like, yeah, we, we should probably think more about washing our hands, you know, uh, not touching our face, which I think is hilarious. Like people are going to touch their face. It's human nature. But maybe not, you know, picking your nose and rubbing it all over other people. Like be cognizant of how you're possibly spreading disease, especially, you know, I live in Minnesota in the winter and the flu is a very serious thing here. Like pretty much everybody's going to get it. You know, tons of people die every year of the flu, which we already have an inoculation for. Um, it, it, it's just such a game. But, like, we, we should be doing these things. We should be taking these things more seriously. And we should be behaving as if something terrible is coming because, again, we're being proactive here. We're preventing well, a bigger thing from coming. So, so here's the deal. It's not if something more terrible is coming. It's when. There's some bad shit in this world, Joe. Oh, I agree. I actually, I I heard a theory, uh, I've heard several variations of it, that this was some kind of biological weapon gone awry. And I'm thinking, well, as biological weapons goes, it's not a super effective one. Yeah. Yeah, it's been quick to spread, but I mean, I'm I'm sure with a little imagination, we can come up with something way worse. But I mean, yeah, now imagine, now imagine that there is somebody out there who's like, wow, look how quickly that virus spread. I bet I could spread something even more terrible. Oh yeah, but, and take but that now a whole, it's a different it, world. It's a completely different world now. Our whole infrastructure is getting overwhelmed. But here's here's the thing with these habits. First of all, Joe, people are stupid. Yes, agreed. Number one, there used to be a girl who I went to university with who lived in the dorm with us, who was a like a germaphobe. Hmm. First of all, don't live in a university dorm. Number one. <laughs> yeah. Number two. This girl was the germ police, the hand-washing police. If I walked from the shower back to my room in a towel with no flip-flops on, your feet are all over your dirty blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. This girl's out on a Friday night making out with a dude on the dance floor who <laughs> doesn't even know what the person's <laughs> fucking name is. You yeah. can't, like, or taking somebody home or going home with somebody and having a one night stand with somebody they don't know you can't yell at me for walking around barefoot yeah yeah i'm sorry so, so, some some germs are <laughs> they spread in very insidious and difficult to control ways and some of them it's pretty straightforward yeah like listen like you can't have the double standard with that it drives me crazy so you have these people that that will or the type of, the type of person joe that's like i don't want my kid at school because this this coronavirus and then on Saturday they can't manage watching their own kids so they bring them to like a trampoline park yeah yeah how does that work and, and so one of the things I actually read today that's funny is like where we're at in humanity right now is a bunch of parents are angry schools are shutting down because they can't arrange daycare for their kids and they're gonna have to step up and be parents for a couple of minutes yeah. that 
where we're at in society. That's your biggest concern with this thing, mm-hmm. right? And then we have the other people that the doomsday is upon us and they're buying nine months of toilet paper. Yeah, yeah. That's your, that's your plan. Like, that's, I, that's, that's and, your, and, that, but see, that kills me. Like, that's your reaction is to fill your grocery cart with toilet paper. And I've been trying to think about this, right? Like, if the house shut down for a month, if we were quarantined, you couldn't go out of your house. I'm talking full scale, like military trucks driving around and you're shot on site if you're found on the street. Mm-hmm. What do you need? And yeah, I'd want a month of toilet paper, but I don't need nine months of toilet paper. I I want some food. I want a freezer. I want some propane in case the electricity goes out so I can cook. Like, think about this for a minute. Yeah, yeah. You the know, hand, The hand people, sanitizer and the toilet paper aren't going to save you from the, the T-virus. Yeah, people are just going crazy. And the other thing, Joe, is this came up actually in a talk I had with uh, – um, Men's health, actually, but uh, how's it going to change my training business? Yeah. Well, if you're not equipped to do your job from home, you have a problem. Now, I shouldn't say that there are jobs you can't do from home, right? Like if you dig trenches or yeah. if you're a pop or you work in a hospital, yeah, you got to go to work, but people are panicked how they're going to cope with this for two weeks. If you can't handle being in your house for two weeks, I'm concerned about your mental state. Yeah. Do you know what I mean by that? Like, you should be able to figure it out. And people are panicking. They don't know what to do. So, yeah, back to your original question. Yes, we should take it seriously. Um, But, guys, it's not that bad. And I really hope if this is the best response we have, that we do something to get better equipped for when bad shit comes. Yeah, for real. I don't know. I'm starting to see how non-self-sufficient people are, Joe. Well, and, and again, like I said, thank God this isn't more severe yeah. than it is right now because it does give us this moment to stop and reflect. And we and we do have time now to try to make some, some improvements, some changes, and to reconsider our lives. Because I know a lot of folks, as soon as this thing started, I mean, they were almost hoping that this was going to wipe out large swaths of people. Because they yep. want that end of the world scenario. They're looking forward to it because their daily lives are so mundane and so miserable and they hate their jobs and their existence. It's like the trendy thing in 2020 is to be almost suicidal. And you see this on the internet all the time. And it's just like to, to self-deprecate constantly. And it's like, well, that's what this – that all of those funny jokes and all those silly memes that are self-deprecating that you constantly are posting, constantly are sharing, like that's what it leads to. Yep. Instead of developing that, the, well, instead of listening to the goddamn Maximus podcast and doing what we tell you, start yep. making a habit of like positive thinking. Start making a habit of believing in yourself. Force yourself to sit down and find reasons why you're going to win and why you're going to be successful, and start believing that you can make the world a better place. And it well, starts. I- it starts with you. Like start taking care of yourself and start looking at your own shortcomings and start addressing them one at a time if you need to. You know, it's funny, Joe. I was actually asked the other day if this was a really serious thing, if I'd be taking it more seriously, like what I would do. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, it'd be pretty easy. I'd just stay home for a month. Yeah. How would you do that? Well, I've always got extra water on hand. Mm-hmm. I've always got three cylinders of propane. Um, I've always got extra Traeger wood chips around so I can cook meat. Yeah. I've got two, a chest freezer and a walk-in freezer that essentially is just filled with meat and food. 
um, because I don't like being out of stuff and I have a garage gym. I'm good. I'll hang out. I'm fine. Like no panic. Wouldn't you get bored? Hmm. Let's see. Uh, how graphic am I allowed to be? <laughs> be as graphic as you want. We were, we're listed. We're, we're the, in the adult language category. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. So what you're telling me is I'm going to be on lockdown for a month, which means I, I can sleep in. I, I can fuck my wife every day. I can work out with weights and I can play video games with my kids. Yeah, this sounds fucking terrible. I hope the state of emergency lasts too much, Joe. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like I'm not I'm hey, not trying I, to minimize it, but I'm fucking good. And guess what? I can still podcast my good friend Joe. You got it. I mean, I've been working hard a lot. I haven't been home a lot. Like tell me I get to spend some time with my kids and I got I just got a brand new laptop that I absolutely love and I haven't had a lot of time to play with. Like this is great. I'm going to be playing The Witcher. I'm going to be like, yeah. you know. Now let's like, let's say you're not me and you don't have a fancy ass garage gym. Yeah. Are you able to train? Yes. Yeah, you can do all kinds of shit in the fresh air of Minnesota. And by the way, Minnesota's so cold that viruses can't live there, so you're safe from 100%. <laughs> but um, <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Even if you didn't have a gym, you would be set up for success. Oh, but, and then, but, but I'm supposed to do my, my Windler 531, and I don't have access to a barbell. What am I going to do? And then people start thinking, well, well, I don't have milk. We'll drink water. Uh-huh. It's just It's just not – I'm going to basically be – I mean if this thing really went bad and I couldn't get groceries, I'm basically going on the carnivore diet. Right. And I, so so let's flip that around. Oh, no. I ran out of meat and I'm on lockdown for the next two months. What am I going to do? My options are to either change or die, right? Like you just you yeah. do what you got to do. You got to survive the moment. When, when, when we're back into a world where like you have control over all of these factors, you take control. But like the human body will adapt to whatever conditions you put around it to the best of its ability. I'm not going to starve to death just because my freezer ran dry. Yeah, I I, I picture uh, JoJo and Max coming to you and say, Dad, what's for dinner? Leftover Halloween candy, kids. Yep. Well, what do you mean? But what do we have left? Human beings survived on this planet for hundreds of thousands of years before we even had things like freezers and supermarkets. You know yeah, what I yeah. mean? And, and you've been to my place. You know what my backyard looks like. Yep. Think of all the animals that walk through my backyard on a daily basis. No, oh, you're, you're pretty good. The, the, the thing, no, Joe, is like, okay, there'd be a minor inconvenience, but it wouldn't be that bad. Right. Right? Like it's just – so my whole thing is there are some people that maybe should be panicked and there are some people whose lives will be really affected. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, I think we'll be pretty good. Yeah, yeah. You know what I, I mean? We're, we're, not, we're, we're not without electricity. We're not without electricity or running water. That would be way worse. I don't know if you remember the blackout on the eastern seaboard. Oh, yeah. It was like 2001 or two or two yeah, and a half days without power. Yeah. Listen, I survived two and a half days just fine. It was actually kind of fun. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to go 60 days like that. Right. Well, I mean, think about what happened in uh, uh, Puerto Rico after the hurricane. Yeah. After Maria came through. Like, that's the state a lot of people were in. And, and you know, to their fortune, I guess they're like on a tropical island, so they don't have to worry about like blizzard deaths. But they got a whole other series of problems they got to deal with as well. Um, but yeah, around here, it's like you know sometimes what people do on the weekends is they go up to these cabins that guess what don't really have electricity, maybe they're wood heat, and they kind of rough it for like a weekend, and then they come back to their normal job. You know, that's like a that's a common thing having a cabin up north. Some people they 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 call it glamping. You know, glamour camping, yep. where it's like this really beautiful cabin that's heated and has electricity, and it's like, I mean, that's hardly roughing it. 
No, but it, but it does show you if you don't have access to that, you should be a little more prepared for this type of stuff. Yeah. Like, to be honest with you, what would happen? This happened at our gym. I think you were here for the seminar when the uh, when the pipe burst in the yeah. parking lot. Yeah. Well, what are you going to do if you don't have running water? Well, we want bought water, bottled water. Mm-hmm. You might want to have some of that stuff on hand. I'm not talking doomsday prepper stuff, Joe. You don't need like a bunker. That's I, I, a little... I thought about that because uh, I, I took off Sunday because I was supposed to have my big Irish dance debut. Uh, the event got canceled, by the way, uh, yep. which I'm very angry about. But I get it. Okay, I get it. We there's still a very good chance we're going to get together as a as a group and uh, with some other groups and videotape it and just release it online. Uh, so thank God for the internet. Um, but I actually thought, well, gosh, now I got this long weekend. What am I going to do? And I, I figured, well, I better grab a pickaxe and a shovel and start digging my bunker because I'm yeah. going to need a place to hide until this thing comes over. It blows over. But that that might be a little insane, maybe. But it doesn't hurt to have some stuff on hand. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'll tell you where I would be worried if I was in San Fran right now. Yeah, yeah. Shut down. Apparently, everything's shut down. You can't buy stuff anymore. Yep. Like you're in the city, you might be in tr- – whereas like here, I got a bunch of stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I feel like um, it, 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 we need to be a little bit more prepared. But what I can't stop going back to is why aren't we just more healthy and prepared for this type of stuff? Yeah, like why don't we take this way more seriously before it becomes an outbreak? That's the thing, or have these good habits, right? Like even we have a friend that's obese. Mm-hmm. Uh, this thing affects obese people a lot worse than it affects healthy people. Yeah. And and you remember that whole Jillian Michaels thing with Lizzo? Yeah, we talked about where, that last podcast. Yeah, we? where where Jill Michaels was like, you know, said something about her weight, and, and people were like, "You're fat shaming." No, I'm not fat shaming. I'm worried about this person getting some fucking diabetes or dying of a fucking disease. Yeah, it's not like I I don't care how you look. Let me make that clear. I care about your health. Yeah, it's like we need to take this seriously. Yeah, I mean, like if you're comfortable with who you are and you've you've developed your your life in a particular way and you're fine with that, you you always tell the story of your uh, your former partner when you were on the police force. Yeah, he was not into fitness, but it was like it was cool because that that's who he was and who he wanted to be. But I mean, no joke, he's probably at greater risk than you are for this disease, and so there there is a cost associated well, and with there's, that. There's also a cost to other people because now you overwhelm the system. Mm-hmm. Someone like me is not taking up a bed in a hospital. I'm going to be at home and I'd be just fine. Yeah. And, and, and to tell you the truth, Joe, if I developed a cold tomorrow, I don't even know if I would bother going to get tested for a coronavirus. Well, and, and that's actually, that's kind of the interesting case here. Because I know there's been riots over people who can't get testing. And so they're they're like freaking out and feel like they're being controlled and manipulated because they can't get the testing. And there's a whole bunch of people who probably have the disease and don't even have a clue because they're not even showing symptoms. And they're pissed off because they can't take their kids to the park that day. It's like, no. like my, my buddy had said uh, he had heard there could be 100,000 cases in Ohio right now. And we wouldn't know because nobody's showing symptoms. No, but why would you? OK, so let me ask you a question. The coronavirus is not a thing like a widespread media thing. Mm-hmm. If you had a cough today, would you go to the doctor? No. Why not? Because it's just a cough, right? Okay. So take your your 
what do people take for I I've never had a I've never had a cold or the flu. Um, I'm immune to human diseases. I only get <laughs> super bugs like uh, antibiotic resistant uh, C diff that was made by Department K in Canada. But um, they're in well, charge. To of be fair, that. it was laced with kryptonite. That that okay, is fact. Fair enough. It was a super. I'm actually trying to source whether it was made by Department K or Hydra or Shield. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the those are government organizations. People um, OGA, other government agency, you wouldn't know who they are. But I guess my thing is, Joe, is uh, what do people take for a cold? Like cough medicine? Take some cough medicine and call it a day. Yeah. On that note, too, all these people buying up all this Lysol and hand masks, trying not to get sick. Yeah. Are you is eating healthy? Are you sleeping an extra hour a night? Are you not running yourself down because you want to get sick? That's a surefire way to get sick. Yeah, yeah. So I get that you're washing your – I used to call Purell like Smurf piss. So I get I get that you're rubbing Smurf piss on your hands all the time. But <laughs> that's great. But you slept four hours last night and you're stressed out and you're eating like garbage. I don't know, Joe. What do you, who do you think gets more sick? Right? I smoke uh, all the time. I don't you know bathe. I don't uh, clean up after myself. I don't work uh, out. I'm angry. Late. I'm bitter. I stay yeah. up all night lurking on the internet. I get four hours of sleep. I, yeah, I've got a real high-stress job, and I hate my life. Yeah, go to bed. Like that, you don't want to get the coronavirus. Go to bed. Yeah. That's it. And just look after yourself. So my point with that is, is if you ha- if I had a cold, A, I wouldn't expose other people to it. I would go to the hospital if it looked bad. Right. I don't know. And I know people who've had bad colds that still don't go to the hospital and they're fine. Right. So well, it's but how deal? many people – and this, this goes into the whole, like, I, I don't know, social aspect of this. But a lot of people – uh, and I know, again, living in Minnesota, we've got a pretty severe cold and flu season. People don't have or use the sick time that they're given. Yep. You know, because there, there's like a, there's such a cost to it of like, I'd rather not burn a sick day if I don't have to. And so even if they're feeling crappy, they're going to try to force their way through their regular job because if they take a day off, it's leaving other people hanging, you know? Yep. And so, and, and so there's no infrastructure here to handle everybody taking a couple of weeks off of work. That's it. Just yeah. Because that that's that's like one of the things that I'm seeing all over the internet now is like the NBA's been canceled, MLB's been canceled, every public event's been canceled, and then here's your boss going like, "Yeah, we need you in early today." Like, <laughs> yep. But here's here's the other interesting thing. You you hear that we might declare a state of emergency? Yeah. You know what that does? Kicks in insurance benefits. Yeah. Exactly. Which is actually interesting, right? Because now, now your employer can send you home for two weeks and get that covered by insurance. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's a good move or a bad move for the economy. I mean, that's that's beyond my scope of understanding, but mm-hmm. that seems to me to be what the play would be. But what also happens now if you don't want to go to work because you have a cold and your boss says you have to come? Yeah. Well, well, I don't know. Like it's just. Man, things could get things could get a little weird, and I think they are getting weird. Yeah, you know, I I I don't know what to say about it, but I still will always go back to the a don't be stupid, don't panic, don't buy into the your your guy Tony Blowers had some great posts on this lately. Yes, 
Like, fear is contagious, he put up today. Oh, it's so right up his alley, though. I mean, like, it's... I actually commented on there, um, because he does this whole cycle of behavior thing. If you're not familiar with that, Google it, start studying the chart. But when you study it, when you really get into it and start to understand how intelligent that chart is and that the concept of the cycle of behavior, you see it. And this right now, like I said, it's right up his alley. It is. You can see it from a a large scale perspective of how people are reacting with this and the different cycles of 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 uh, uh, we call it the fear loop, right? They're just stuck in this fear loop over this thing, and in the, the misinformation and the the overreaction, the lack of planning, it's all just playing out. It's it's palpable. Yeah, and it. You know, I bet you could do an experiment. I bet you could go to the grocery store and you could be walking down the aisle and you could strike up a conversation with a person and be like, I, where's the shampoo? I need to buy shampoo. Mm-hmm. You're like, why? Well, we're going to be quarantined. We need shampoo. And I bet you you convince that person to buy 10 buckets of shampoo because they would do the same thing you're doing. Yeah. Without even thinking about it. That's where I think the toilet paper thing comes from. Like now it's a thing. I want to go buy some toilet paper, Joe. <laughs> just, I still, we joke about it, but what the hell is going? Like, what kind of virus do you think this is? But don't you like? It's like if I see someone walking down the aisle and there's like two things of toilet paper, I'm ready to fight them for it. <laughs> just because they want it too. I mean, that's how people react, Joe. And that's where we're at. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, the the other thing that you can do is just be a little more courteous. I, I mean, really, that's kind of what this comes down to, right? Again, wash your hands, cover your mouth when you cough or sneeze. Be don't, just be aware, and, and and you know, don't don't wish ill on other people, and don't pretend like uh, uh, like your your health isn't the health of other people, right? Well, so the fact that you're resilient to this disease doesn't mean you're not bringing it everywhere else you go. And don't show up to somewhere sick. Yeah. Because remember, remember we talked about my germaphobe friend in university? Yeah. Here's the other thing people do, Joe. You're the guy that if someone shows up to your gym sick, you are angry. You're mad. You tell them to leave. How mm-hmm. dare you? You're going to get everybody sick. But now you're the one that's sick and you have tickets to a movie premiere you really want to see. Right. Or it's your game night. Or it's the Irish dance class. Or it's gymnastics. Guess who's showing up? Mm-hmm. You. So just practice what you preach. Stay away from people. It's kind of like the rule, Joe, where if you said, we lived in the same town, and you're like, hey, would uh, do you mind if I bring JoJo over? Please tell me if she had the flu. Yeah, well, yeah. Please tell me if she had a cold. And let me make that decision. Do you know what I mean? The, the other thing I think about a lot, too, what happens if your wife gets coronavirus? Yeah. Where does she get quarantined? Like, do mm. you, what, are you just not going to live with her? Not let her in her own home? Put her in the backyard? Like, lock her in the basement? Like, you're going to have to deal with the stuff, people. I think I was reading the other day that everybody on this planet will get coronavirus at some point. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think they literally meant every single person, but something like that. Well, if you know anything about viruses and virology, like our, there's chunks of our DNA that are basically alien, you know? They're viruses that have just written themselves in. Yep. 
So it's, I wouldn't be surprised if at the rate that this thing's expanding, we all end up with a little bit of a an alteration. No, at some point you'll, you'll, you'll get something. Now, I do want to talk about something before we end this, so Joe. All right. Fitness tips for the coronavirus. Because let's face it, gyms are probably like ground zero for this shit. Yeah. Well, now I'm and, working for like a big corporate gym and there's discussion about like, should the gym shut down for a while? Well, I, like, I, have a really, I have a really important workout question for you and I want uh-huh. you to take careful consideration before you answer it. All right. Does this mean it's okay to wear workout gloves? <laughs> Joe, this is a serious question. I'm plagued with this. Do I wear workout gloves to the gym? If you see me deadlifting with workout gloves tomorrow, will you ridicule me? I need to know the answer. This is the biggest concern that are I have. You, are you wearing a hazmat suit at the gym? This is my first question. Okay. <laughs> I don't think the gloves are going to be that much protection. I just, I just want to know. But, but what are you going to? You're going to wear the gloves at the gym, and then where are you going to put the gloves when you're done working out? You're going to throw them in your gym bag, right? And where are you going to take your gym bag? You're going to take it right home. And what are you taking home with you? All the germs. I just, so. I just, I just feel like it's it's free reign to wear gloves now. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! Um, but but seriously. If you're really worried, oh, I just got to notice President Trump declares a national emergency. Oh, look at that. So what does that mean? Do businesses have to shut? Uh, I, 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 I don't know. Now I have to look at the article here. Yeah, I have no I it's idea. A, it's a bunch it of relief funds for insurance companies and small businesses. They've been talking yeah, about it. Like, do I shut the gym down? I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I, I honestly, I think he's just panicking right now because everybody's like, he literally has done nothing so far. And then it's like, it's an emergency. Yeah. I just don't know what this means for me. You know what I mean? Like am I on lockdown? Um, I have no idea. And this is another thing I probably should know. Right. Like why haven't we been educated on the protocol for this? But back to the thing, I don't know if going to the gym is the smartest thing to do. If you're, if you're trying to stay away from places with large amounts of people where you're breathing heavy, the gym might not be smart. So let's give me some tips, Joe. Pretend I'm interviewing you. What are three tips you would give me to stay fit during this, this, this biblical plague time? Well, the, the first one I would say is you don't have to skip your workouts. Just work out at home. Okay. All right. And I know this is this is hard for people to understand, but you don't absolutely have to have a full rack of dumbbells and every barbell in the world and an amazing squat rack in order to stay fit. So do some body weight workouts. If you've got a bunch of equipment at your house, pile it up in a room and do a bunch of like chipper style workouts where you just do a, a bunch of everything. Like you just have to hang on for the time being. Okay. So if you don't want to go to the gym, that's the first thing. Your fitness does not have to suffer at all. You can work out really hard at home if you want to. Okay. All right. Two, sleep. Sleep and and take care of yourself because uh, the stress of worrying about everything is going to take its toll. If you can't go to work, right? If you're not going out, sleep. Get eight to ten hours every night. Fair enough. I think that's going to be really good. It's going to help boost your immune system, right? It's going to just help you take care of things. And a third tip, similarly, hydrate. Okay. Yeah, you got all your bottled water stored up. Be drinking it, and because again, we're we're trying to make sure that we're staying healthy. We're doing everything we can to help our immunity. Right. Get all your vitamins and minerals. You don't have to turn this two weeks into like a, a an alcoholic bender. You know, 
from your from your tips though it's actually interesting i wonder what would happen to your average person away from the coronavirus if they took a two-week vacation they slept eight to ten hours a night in a completely blacked out environment they hydrated well and ate healthy and then just did no gear workouts every day what do you, you think know, would happen to the average person's level I, of fitness? I, I would love to take you know joe average and get like a panel of blood like do the whole thing up get all his markers all his health markers bmi everything do that for two weeks and then retest and just see how much of a difference it is after two weeks can you imagine and like i'm not talking easy no gear workouts i'm talking prison burpees a 20 to 1 burpee ladder that's 210 reps yeah like you you would be really 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 fit mm-hmm. from staying at home so work out every day sleep eight hours a night and eat well like you're basically living the maximus body lifestyle full-time yeah it's pretty easy and the other thing joe that's interesting is uh i was talking to men's health today one of the reasons i love men's health so much is because when i was 15 and stuck i went to the store and bought the magazine and do you remember they used to have those workout charts in them that were like perforated and you could tear them out yeah yeah and I would like learn from little stickman drawings and, and things like that. And I had to do everything, but I needed the book from the store. With the phone that I have on in front of me right now, I have so much access to no gear stuff. There's no gear stuff on my website. There's no mm -hmm. gear stuff on your website. There's, you can DM people and ask questions. You can get help. There's stuff on the internet. Like you could do a full scale fitness revolution from 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 your 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 basement if you wanted yeah not that difficult so that's it people joe i do have one more thing for you all right wackier than the coronavirus uh oh on Tuesday, U.S. soccer filed a motion arguing that women are inherently inferior in an effort to prove that they aren't discriminating based on gender. I can't even react to that. Listen, I'd like I want you to listen to that one more time. On Tuesday, the U.S. soccer filed a motion arguing that women are inherently inferior in an effort to prove that they aren't discriminating based on gender. And hey. Anyway, the the head of like the soccer people stepped down as a result of this. Who who thought this was a good idea? This is what happens when you argue yourself into a corner, you know, <laughs> like now you have to reach for really ridiculous lengths to try to make a case. Oh my God, I, I can't even Joe, like I don't even know what, what, what to say about that. <sighs> you know what? Virus take them all. <laughs> this You're not wrong. Needs a cleansing, right? You're not wrong. <laughs> how how did we get to this point where this is a thing? Unbelievable. All right. Listen, I let let me do my stance on feminism. <laughs> Let's get all political here. Like why do women feel like men need to accept anything about them? Girls, do your thing. You're freaking better than this. You're better than us. Do your thing. And and screw U.S. soccer. Fire all those guys. You don't have to work for them. Start your own league. Yeah. You're warriors. Be proud, right?
But it's insane to me that this was actually like worded and they filed a motion for this. I hope like, – can it get laughed out of court? Can the judge literally just laugh, 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 get up and walk out on them? Is that is that a legal option? Is there precedent for that? You know, here's here's what I really hope, Joe. You ready for this? If I ever decide to do something this fucking stupid, tell me as your friend. Say, Rob, you're entitled to your beliefs, but you need to fucking not say that. <laughs> Listen, I, I have a little saying that I try to live by because uh, I'm not always – the captain of the ship. You know what I mean? I'm a team player. I like working with a team. So here's the deal. You're steering your own ship. But if I'm up in the lookout tower and I see an iceberg, I'm going to say, iceberg. I'm going to let you know. Judge, you edit me. Ship. If I say stuff this dumb, <laughs> edit me out of podcast. <laughs> like, just, I don't understand. Like, here's here's my thing with this. And, and this is not coronavirus related at all. This guy files this motion or whatever, arguing that women are inherently inferior to prevent a gender discrimination suit. Where was his buddy? Hey, Bob, this might be a bad idea. Don't fucking do this. Uh-huh. You know what I mean, Joe? It's like, hey, Joe, I'm, I'm going to say some real mean things about Native Americans and black people and Asians today on the podcast. Rob, you know, that's probably not a good idea. Maybe you should save that for like private. Oh, <laughs> uh. so I think I think we should on the podcast do an episode on bashing women. Rob, listen, cool. <laughs> You're angry, but uh, maybe we should uh, talk about this by ourselves, not on the phone, so it won't be recorded by the NSA. Like, is there not some semblance of common sense in this world? Uh, how how rich like how much money would you have to have in the bank because my guess is it can't be a lot you know it can't be a lot to, to be sitting on like a board of directors and have somebody propose this plan and for you to honestly even consider it like you've got to be not not super rich where it's just like ah what the hell right I got nothing to lose even if this whole thing goes belly up I'm still taken care of but like, you got to have enough money that you're just on the verge of like that position and then say, yeah, we got to go for it. <laughs> I got to protect what I got or I'm going to be broke. Like, <laughs> yeah, just, I just don't even know. But this is this is the, where we are as a human race right now, Joe. Oh. This is humanity. You know, and, and like my dad always said, well, first of all, let's pay some bills. And then we'll, we'll leave off with a great sign-off for my dad. So 10,000, 10,000.cc. Go to the website. Buy the shorts. Be like Bobby and Joe. Yep. Code is Maximus15. They're an amazing company. And then Lalo Tactical, L-A-L-O dot com. Use the code Maximus20. Get yourself some Maximus shoes. Now for my sign-off. Never, ever underestimate the stupidity of another human being. <laughs>